0: Erika Hirogami. I am the founder and CEO of Curator Love. So Curator Love is an art enterprise that partners with a myriad of art professionals across the globe to produce innovative curatorial projects. We direct artist studios, we publish books, we produce exhibitions, we host conversations, we create art actions, we launch art spaces, and overall we innovate. We've been doing so for about five years in six different countries around the globe. Um, But this podcast is our reaction to the current crisis that the universe is facing. So over the last couple of days, as we're all in self-isolation, social isolation, social distancing, um, we've been, you know, having a conversation about what happens within the art world now that the universe seems to have stopped. And we're seeing a lot of things emerge from a lot of different spaces. Um, You know, art foundations across the globe are providing grants for artists. Um, Arts news sources are providing information about museum closures, galleries are postponing exhibitions. Um, Spaces are closing, spaces are moving. Those spaces that, you know, can still be visited if at all, are only available during office hours or by appointment only. And in having this conversation internally as a team, we started coming up with a strategy that can help us better reach other artists, um, other arts professionals, and overall people with a general interest in art to kind of learn to innovate together in this, togetherness that is emerging within social distancing and we're very intrigued by the possibilities. Um, As of recently we started launching uh, online viewing rooms which are a version of digital exhibition so that you can see the artwork and enjoy it from the leisure of your own home. Um, But before I get into all of this let me center the conversation about what it is that we have been doing in the past. So we're about 50 exhibitions into Curator Love, about 10 publications in. And we began as a company because we saw that it was a really problematic space, the art world. It was in all of the white cubes or the black cubes or the brown cubes or pick a color cube. We saw these um, bureaucratic issues that had emerged that made it so that people don't feel safe in these spaces. People don't feel comfortable in these spaces. People don't feel like they can thrive in these spaces while still being expected to produce in these spaces culturally. So we decided to shift the way in which we did business since before we, we opened up as a company. Um, so a bit about my background. I have a triple BA from UCLA and a master's from Sotheby's. And by the time that I finished both of those, though I should say I'm also a doctoral student at UCLA at the moment, by the time we finished both of those, I finished both of those, we decided we decided as a company um, that we didn't enjoy both of the bigger projects that were out in the art world. The museum as a project is a very complicated institutionalized space. The gallery as a for-profit is a very unique, capitalistic-driven machine. And we saw how problematic both of these spaces were for every artist that isn't the... blue chip. um, And so we decided to kind of toy with what we had learned because at the point of foundation there was two of us me and the vice president of the company Giovanna Violi who also serves as a COO Um, and we decided to ask ourselves what was about museums that didn't work what was about galleries that didn't work and how we can push something forward that grabbed what was best about those two environments but innovated so our first exhibition at our first project actually was an exhibition in between both a gallery and a museum uh, in unisons that generated profits for a community within the sales revenue of the project and we really enjoyed how that project worked so we are very community driven we're very artist forward we work with a lot of emergent artists we work with a lot of um BIPOC artists. We work with a lot of different people. Um, and we have for the past five years in a lot of different spaces. So because we come from the past five years of being non-traditional in the way in which we operate. And we feel like we can use this time now, this kind of like pause in the art world to experiment with alternatives hence this podcast but we are looking at building resources we are in constant communication with our artists we build we constantly build surveys to better understand the people that we work with and how to best service them but at this very moment it seems that both museums and galleries are kind of at a standstill and you know, artists are also not producing for shows because shows are all paused. And well, artists, artists and publications go hand in hand, but artists don't really produce for publications. So now that we're at the space in which everything is kind of at a standstill, we feel like It's a really good point to hold space, have a conversation, and figure out how we can together learn and thrive from this. So some of the stuff that has been emerging is this concept of communication and digital understanding and togetherness. But I am very lucky that I am surrounded by amazing scholars and great curators, and my team is comprised of all kinds of arts professionals. So... The Curator Love team has carpenters, has installers, has media content producers, has um, t- producers, curators, assistant curators, media strategists, financial advisors. Um, the way in which we do what we do is a little different than the way in which whether a gallery or a museum works. So. Mm. The people who comprise the enterprise also have all of these great ideas of things we can achieve now to kind of like figure out whether or not this can be like the potential cement for what happens in the next five to 10 years for our company, not just, you know, for the art world at large, not just for our company. So we have these great ideas we're doing all sorts of digital things. We're doing all sorts of conversations and we're doing all sorts of, you know, um, open, digital, social distancing forward projects to kind of bridge this gap that has now been created courtesy of COVID-19. So in an effort to start Thinking out loud and to invite everyone into the conversation because we don't want this to just be a one way thing. We're also in this company very anti-hierarchical in which we don't truly believe that things get done by, you know, the way things have been done for the past 500 years in which your boss and the boss's boss and the boss's boss have an idea, tell you how to execute it, and you go and you do it. Here things work differently. We don't, we believe in a flat strategy, in a flat hierarchy. So everyone that has um, a project for this has equal say at the table. Not, in no way, shape, or form can the curator have an exhibition without the artist. The artist's voice is equally important. In no way, shape, or form can, you know, the the exhibition manager install the exhibition without the carpenter the carpenter also has a voice and i know that that's something that's very odd because we live inside of the art world that's created by all of these hierarchies the museum director the chief curator the curator the assistant curator you name it it trickles down to the docent right inside an institution so we don't believe in that We're surrounded by greatly talented people who understand what they're doing in different ways than I do. And though I run the company, I do not possess all of the talents that my amazing team has. Therefore, I don't believe that my voice matters most. And we bring that along to everyone that we have a project with in which if we are building something together then we're all in it together. Meaning that if you have a great idea, we will try and figure out how to make it happen. And if it can't happen, there's a reason for that. But if it does, then things emerge in a really great way. For instance, um, one of my favorite things to always talk about is an exhibition that we did last summer, in which we were invited by a gallery to come and do an exhibition on site. And We brought this exhibition had to do with like Latinx labor politics. So we were deconstructing how much an immigrant makes and what the backbone of the economy is and how it's built by Latinx community in the country. So one of the one of the artists brought an artwork that is basically a standing food truck that looks like a James Thoreau. So it's like light show. But also there's a dude in the middle serving you tacos, like legit tacos that you could eat. So within the structure, you have a taco man. So, you know, vendors, cannibalism. Um, and you've got a DJ because how can you have tacos without for music? So somewhere along this particular sculpture that we put in this particular exhibition grew in a playlist because the DJ was playing music. So then one of the things that we did for that particular ex- exhibition was start, you know, conceptualizing our exhibitions as if they were, had a musical element tied to them. So whenever we have an art piece or an artist that has music as an important component to his practice, then we'll highlight that. And, you know, we have a handful of playlists on Spotify that can better hone you. So, that you can understand what it means to witness that sculpture, but not necessarily just visually, you could also listen to it. And for performances, performances often have a soundtrack. So, we also post what the performance persona of the artist listens to as the performance persona. And you can picture yourself or picture you know, knowing the performance persona as opposed to the artist when that's allowed. So we're always, we've always been in the way in which we manage our projects, very, you know, very abstract and very willing to explore. Not all of the explorations have been great, but most of the explorations have been amazing because we've learned from a lot of them. And this is another one of the explorations. We are trying to figure out whether or not it would be of great importance to start a podcast to you know get together with art people to have the universe have a discussion about what it means to be in the art world in a time in which social distancing makes it so that we can't be in a room together what happens in in the art universe when the curators not able to curate when the director doesn't open his museum, when the gallery director has only three visits a week, what happens when the artist is trying to figure out at home how to make a living and how to eat because art sales are down, because no one is shopping, because we're all so busy trying to figure out where to find toilet paper, because apparently that is what this pandemic has brought us. What happens when the structural system set in place to support the way we do business crumbles? And how do we move forward? So at the moment, it's a question. How do we continue to thrive as arts, in the arts, as artists, as curators, as art professionals? And how do we make it so that in this particular, with the particular knowledge that we have and the particular skills that we've all been working towards perfecting for the past couple of decades, how do we bring that all together and push it forward in a way in which the capitalistic driven market won't necessarily dictate how we thrive and also what does it mean to continue pushing forward if now every single one of the you know the building blocks has been removed how do we experience art when we can't see it how do we think of togetherness when we're all far apart how do we have an open discussion in a time where technology at best fails how do we move forward so these are some of the questions that we're seeking to address with this new podcast that we're aiming to have in the upcoming weeks now it won't always be just me I am aiming to have oh sorry I am aiming to have um, people come and have conversations with me about all these things and I'm very much looking forward to learning not just about how things have shifted how we can innovate from within this shift but also about the needs of the artists, the needs of the arts professionals what do we have now that we can extrapolate from the failed system To make that the building blocks for the next system that we will build together so that we can continue to work as artists, as curators, as art professionals in this universe that, you know, is now all of a sudden at a standstill.